Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 25 of Dying Scene Radio. Episode 25. That's got to be one of our milestones, I guess, even though it's more like 30. Uh, With me, as always, is my best bud, Bobby Burns. Points for alliteration there. Say howdy to the (laughs) listeners, Bobby. Good afternoon or evening or morning or whatever time it is. Hey, it's a podcast. They can listen whenever, listen whenever they want. Indeed. 
as always, we're going to be listening to some fantastic new music from emerging bands that you were probably too lazy to discover and chatting about some of the more, more noteworthy scene news from the last few weeks, maybe maybe the last few months, because we're kind of slack asses. Um, but our opening track was a fine example of one of these aforementioned up-and-coming acts. That was HARD, H-A-R-D, which stands for Have a Rad Day. A uh, little bit of party punk to kick things off. Yes. Uh, those guys are from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and that was um, a single that they released in 2019. I went through their... Um, Library, their catalog of music, and they really only have one EP and then a bunch of singles. So I'm going to implore them to put out a full-length album because the music is phenomenal. Yeah, singles uh, just don't cut it, man. But that's the world we're moving into, so I guess I got to get used to it. It did look like that's kind of a trend. Um, singles and EPs. You know, you might get a four-track EP, and and you got to be happy, <laughs> happy with that. Otherwise, there's a a lot of bands. A lot of these newer bands are just putting out singles. And I know. EPs, I know. So. I remember when I interviewed Lost in Society, they were uh, saying yeah. that, that very same thing that, um, you know, to to keep up with the current times that. Uh, they are just going to put out singles and EPs, so there's always new stuff, and that some of it could be better. And yeah, they haven't put out an album since 2016. They just came out with another EP um, a few weeks ago, and they put out tons of shit this year. They've they've been uh, super busy. <laughs> they could have put yeah. out a full fucking album. <laughs> right. But me I mean, off. I guess it is kind of like the a sign of the times. You know, everybody wants stuff. You know, constantly. If you don't put out something every couple of months, people, you know, move on and forget about you because they're on to the next artist that's putting out things every couple months. So I get it, but I'm also a little bit old school. I'd like to have an LP or at least one of those longer six, seven track EPs. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, here's something I'll argue is that while maybe it helps people keep up with the times and stay relevant, um, I think that maybe you're losing a little, little bit of a lasting connection or creating something special, right? So if you have yep. a full album, like you know, you've got this big thing that marks something in time and in places that you were in your life and trips you went on or, or drives when you listen to the album. And when you've got an EP, like while you might have something really good that people want to listen to and we'll put on a playlist and like, it's not something you like turn on and just listen to for a half hour. You listen to it for right. a moment and forget about it. You're onto something else. And so while in the moment, Maybe you get more plays. I think in the long run, you might be less memorable for that. And no offense, Lost in Society. I mean, it's just my personal preference is like having that full album right. and having something to listen to and get into, not like a, f a, a one track song that's really good, but also forgettable because in the grand scheme of things, I'm missing nine other songs to, you know, listen to and enjoy and, and yeah. want to make me turn on an album with or switch to you as an artist with it's, it's almost like if all you're doing is singles, you're never going to think of and then seek out an artist. You're going to put it in a playlist and hear it and maybe not even know the name of the band. So I don't know what I'm trying to do right now. Convince some of these bands. I am, I guess Boston <laughs> society, give me a full fucking album, dude. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> Literally all that means is they need to take their fucking, all their EPs and singles they did this year and right. put them together put under one an playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose right. I could do that. Maybe I'm a piece of shit. 
no, I'm with you. It does seem a little more disjointed. Whereas, you know, back, uh, you know, 20 years ago, maybe even 10 yeah. years ago, you know, it does seem like uh, you have a, a compendium coming out yeah. every few years. And it's almost like a story when you have some of these LPs and the way that the songs flow from one to the other. So I get it. Yeah. But I, I think disjointed is such a great way to describe it. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Yes. Good. I'm glad very, I pinned Very poignant. Thank you. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm glad I could help. I know you just woke up, so your brain's not fully functioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this is an early podcast for the listeners. It's not like, hey, it's 7 a.m. It's 1130 in the afternoon. Yeah. He didn't even just have to like roll out of bed at a, an no. early hour. He was late as hell yeah. and still groggy. Yep. Uh, but at least you look like shit. Um, <laughs> so what you been up to other than... Uh, so what kept you up late last night? Uh, well, uh, we were doing Dungeons and Dragons, as we do every Friday, which consists of an hour of us bullshitting and waiting for people to get on. Actually, maybe an hour or two of us playing. Uh, in between that hour or two of us playing, there's usually a half hour to an hour of arguing over random shit, right. uh, inside right. conversations, and then... Preceded by last night, uh, seven hours of politics. So, oh my God, that uh, sounds awful. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> we we finished up at about ten or ten thirty and ended up staying up till uh, somewhere in between four or five in the morning. Um, well, we got a big election coming up, right? And uh, I guess I've seen some commercials about that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this will <laughs> this will be maybe maybe the last podcast before the election and. Uh, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> as as with each election, it is more important than the last um, because we are more and more disjointed. And uh, yeah. you know, look, uh, part of me is really starting to align with you. Like, why even bother fucking voting? Um, I'm definitely yeah. not a proponent of the two party system. Um, but but now we have a lot of people who weren't voting before saying that you have to vote because mm -hmm. of Trump. And, right. <laughs> and while I agree with like some of the sentiment about it, and I agree with a lot of those people's political points of views, um, mm -hmm. at least as far as society is concerned, um, you know, may, maybe not with like how we implement those things or taxes. You know, a lot of people want, uh, and, and you might agree with this too, I don't know, AP, um, but... Um, you know, a lot of my friends are very liberal and they want a lot of um, freedoms for people in society. And I'm 100% with that. Um, yeah. I just don't think the government does a good fucking job of anything. So I want them to no, absolutely burn to the ground and uh, get Would the fuck nice. out of my life. And so, so while I'm liberal, um, you know, I just uh, have a hard time trusting them with anything. And a lot of my liberal, liberal friends agree with sure. that. And so, yeah. look, I'm like, I... I I want to stay out of it, but then I'm getting like a lot of this pressure and the, the seven hours wasn't just solely about me. It was other people, but I'm getting a lot of this pressure where like you're not voting for Biden. So that's a vote for Trump. And it's like, I, you know, you ha have been somebody who hasn't voted a self-proclaimed not voter anarchist, fuck the system and fuck participating. Like, are you, are you hopping in and voting? Like, what are your thoughts on that? No, and like, fuck no, I'm not voting. <laughs> so no. when someone says to you, like, uh, if you don't vote for Biden, that's a vote for Trump. Like, and and you are taking away people's, you know, ability to um, 
you know, identify with certain genders or, um, I get it. I I understand where they're coming from, but it's a bullshit argument. Well, Uh, that speaks more to the system you're telling me I have to participate in than it, than it speaks to me as a, as an individual. If, um, if not voting is technically a vote for somebody else, that means your party's, uh, your system is uh, pretty fucked up. Yeah. So address that first and then come back and talk to me. (laughs) And the argument that I keep getting is like, well, you're doing bad in the world then because you're not helping it be a better place and you could actively go do that right now. And like the Mm -hmm. the thing is, is I think you and I would agree on this is that I don't think they're helping on that. And look, you know what? We're getting into politics and, and I know I'm probably turning a lot of <laughs> listeners, listeners off with that. And I, I don't disagree with them and their ideas. And I honestly don't even know what I want to do right now. Like part of me, yeah. like, I really feel like I might go in and vote for Biden, but I'm just so fucking like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like kissing your sister. I'm with <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And like, but it, you know, there's a, there's a point to be made there, but also like I'm on your side. And, and then when you throw me under the bus and start accusing me of being a bad person, like it doesn't help your argument at all. Like now, now you're just calling me a piece of shit and I'm the one who agrees with you. Like, yeah, go back, go back and call them the piece of shit. Like we both agree, you know, these other people are pieces of shit, but now you're lumping me in because I'm not doing what you want me to do. And that's hard for me uh, because I am like, on the fence about it. It just, something about it rubs me the wrong way and I, I feel disingenuine. But uh, anyways, look, uh, I'm, I'm rehashing last night and getting into it and that's not the point oh, of Well, I, I asked. This is normally where we would talk about <laughs> what you've been doing lately, but I know, you know, with lockdown, um, especially there in Los Angeles, nothing being open, you probably haven't done shit. So no. that's why I figured no. I would just ask you what you've been up to uh, last night, which kept you up so late and yeah. caused us uh, to be late in starting our recording. <laughs> well, look, if you're, if you're listening and you disagree with me, I mean... I can, I'm sure I can see where you're coming from because I could understand where my friends are coming from last night with, uh, with some of their stuff. So I'm not uh, yep. trying to get up here and get you on my side about no, anything. And it's not, we're, we're never going to get too political on this show here. That no. uh, tends to cause issues, which is, <laughs> which is a whole other problem. But yeah, uh, luckily for me, I have um, well, wait, friends wait, wait. Can on we get, We can sides. all get political on this enough to say, fuck Trump, right? Like, oh, you yeah. know, I for mean, sure. like, yeah. dying I mean, scene definitely. can generally say. And, and I can that. say fuck Biden too. I, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about either of them. But I was, I was going to say, I have friends like on both sides. Because I've been, you know, like a pure anarchist for, you know, probably since like high school. So 25 years. Um, And and I've maintained that line um, more or less throughout that entire 25 years. So um, people, most of my friends, um, even, you know, uh, people on the Trump side will be like, okay, well, yeah, I I get it. You don't like Trump. You don't like anybody. And people on the other side, no, I get it. You don't like Biden. You don't like anybody. This is how you've been for forever. So, um, I'm lucky to have that for the most part. There are definitely some Trumpies that get on my page and try and talk shit and I shut them down real quick. My friends usually don't try and get too cute on my Facebook page because I'll rip you apart in a yeah. second. <laughs> I don't care who you are, family, friends, you want to come on my page and talk shit about uh, me not being not not a real anarchist because I don't like Trump. I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. I mean, you know? <laughs> the, we live in a world where people don't present information. They just present, you know, opinions. Yeah. And, uh, and that's really challenging. And it comes from all sides, myself included. And yeah, the challenge sure. is like, I, so, you know, someone might comment on my shit and, and 
they just put their opinion on there and I'm like, I don't want your fucking opinion. And then they're like, well, you blah, blah, blah. And then I say a bunch of shit and I just present my opinion. And the fact is I don't fucking care because I didn't ask. So we get into this like stupid argument back and forth. It's, it's really weird, right? Because we, we have like these Instagram and Facebook pages. I don't ever go on anybody else's shit and and be like, uh, you know, Biden's going to be the best president because of this Trumpy. Mm -hmm. And like, because you're just looking to start an argument. I don't do that. So I guess when people do that to me and like my posts, like, sure, I might post some things out there. Like I said, the fucking debate was, was a circus, but now I got people being like, "Well." well, Trump, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you trying to do? You're really trying to convince me? Like, after I just said it was a circus, you said three sentences and you think you're going to change your mind? Like, you, <laughs> like you're going to change my mind, rather? Like, right. you, why yeah. are you on here saying this? You're either trying to rile me up or you just want to be heard because your voice will not be silenced. So you have to mm. stomp around and tout it everywhere on, like, you know, yeah. people who I sometimes generally like. And now I'm just like, why do I even care that this person's in my life? Like, I, I can't bring myself to delete them because I feel like an asshole doing that. But at the same time, like, I don't give a fuck about half these people. I went to high school with them, and the only right. relationship I've had with them is on Facebook. So part of me should yeah. just, I feel like if I delete them, I'm creating a um, an echo chamber. Where echo I only chamber, hear my, yep. my own yeah, thoughts. I'm with you 100%. But, but that's also, why I don't really do that. Uh, I'm kind yeah. of with you. Unless yeah. it's just somebody that's just spouting bullshit all the time, which I have had to unfollow <laughs> some. So know. I have some of those where they're just like, right. you know, fucking crazy conspiracy theorists. Right, and like, right. fine, but you can't just put that content out seven times a day and that's it. Like, <laughs> right. that's throw nothing, it out once in a else. while. Right. We're cool. We're right. still friends. Throw yeah. it out fucking nonstop like your goddamn yeah. CNN headlines. Like, shut the fuck yeah. up, man. Yep. I don't know. I'm with you. Crazy times we live in. Are, it, Crazy could times. Could the world get any stranger? Look, we, we've turned on to politics, and I love this. Uh, yeah. President yeah. Trump got COVID? What? <laughs> is that real? <laughs> is funny. that fake? Is he... Yeah. Is Who he? The, uh, <laughs> the timing of it is just so uh, yeah. impeccable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 2020 is a dream, know. man. I try not to get too deep into it, but yeah, it's been funny, like laughing about it. At least there's been some pretty good memes that have come out of it. So that's really all I'm in. I don't have any vested interest in in either side. So I'm just in it for the memes. Well, (laughs) yes. 2020 is all about the memes, but like, yes, it is. If this motherfucker really has it and he dies, do you know how many people are going to be like, the DNC injected him to overthrow President Obama made a deal with the devil at their Satan rituals and like <laughs> I don't yeah I don't think there's any chance that he dies from it but I, I think it would be funny I'd be making jokes about um, the like infected cans of soup <laughs> you know like the Antifa is killing yeah. him with infected cans yeah. um, soup for the family uh, yeah so uh, yeah crazy times we're in fuck politics Let's do what change you want I don't give a fuck uh, yeah so I haven't really been doing too much either everything thing here in denver or at least all the shows are still shut down i mean you can still go out to eat here is and it go picking up though because i saw something yeah, about yeah. in denver i forget which band it was that on mm. october 15th 
they're having a show and I don't know if that was like outdoors or if it was, yeah, there's some that are outdoors. Some are being uh, held in like in indoors, but they're large venues uh-huh. that have like, you know, limited sales. So there's plenty of room. I think I said something about it on the last yeah, show. There absolutely. was one at the, the Oriental theater here, which is um, a pretty decent sized venue. And I think they ended up selling about 50, 75 seats. Nobody was allowed on the floor except for me because I was shooting. Um, and that's kind of how they're doing them. So they yeah. are, um, um, starting up again, but, but they're you not haven't very really frequent. been going to any of them, or you yeah, just I went, I've one. been to one or I, yeah. So normally, I'll probably shoot I don't know forty shows a year, and two you've a month, got like three and three year. a month. <laughs> yeah, and so far this year, I've had four, I think, and yeah. one of those was New Year's, like New Year's Eve. Yeah. So like that so one that doesn't, doesn't really count, count. <laughs> right? So yeah, no, I haven't done much shooting this this year, but I have been trying to keep busy uh, shooting in other ways. Uh, so I did have a really cool shoot with um, a newer band here in Denver called uh-huh. Record Thieves. Down on my knees. Record Thieves. Uh, it's made up of members from of um, Bold Type, Authority Zero, All Out Helter, a couple more. They have a debut LP titled "Wasting Time," which is set to release um, what, November twenty fourth. So, Wait, a do month, you have month any, and a half. Do you have any songs for that that you can? Uh throw on the podcast they didn't give you yeah i think they they, well they just released one so yeah if you go on and find it you can pop one on there they have a um, really good sound i i um did a write-up for them also Uh um in addition to doing a photo shoot um and um if you're a fan of face to face you're really gonna like them uh they have a little bit of a melancholy sound to them as well so uh really good skate punk uh really nice guys yeah uh so definitely check them out give them a follow uh like i said the new album's out on 11 24 via thousand island records our friends over at thousand island uh really excited to hear um well i've heard the album but i'm excited to hear you know friends talking about it that haven't had a chance to listen to it yet so um yeah check it out they are streaming one of the tracks i should have done my research on that i didn't know bob was going to ask so <laughs> well we should have put it into the, the usual but I'll, I'll put it in the background right now so there you go yeah. you're hearing it right? <laughs> you're hearing it right now we just don't know yet yeah. <laughs> very very well prepared <laughs> um all right so that's pretty much all i've been doing uh here in denver going out to eat uh going putt putt yeah, kind of things, those kind of things. Um, Did you get uh, ESPN? You've been watching hockey at all or no? Baseball? Uh, hockey just ended, so... Oh, they, that's team. right. They finished it up. They should just be yep. starting. Uh, yeah. And they very, finished up last Very season. soon, yeah. They yeah. pushed it back a couple months. Uh, my team didn't last very long, so I stopped watching. Mm, bummer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so baseball's push, still going on. You I said hockey pushed back the start date, though. Does that mean? Um, yeah, I think they're talking about starting like in December, or January, okay. or something like that. Well, a little bit later than normal. That's cool. So, At yeah. least uh, you know won't be too long. Yeah, something to do. <clears throat> um, but other than that, not much going on here. No shows really to speak of. Um, some stuff is starting to open. Nothing too exciting. Yeah, everything out here has been outdoors. uh, They're going to do open up breweries outdoors uh, next week here. Um, But I'm like, dude, okay, so I don't know. Maybe they'll have to do it during the daytime. But like, so start getting some like day bands playing or something, you know, at some of the breweries or some of the venues. Like, I don't know. It's just it's weird to think like, you know, here we are 
in October and all of these bands that, you know, were big in touring, like, I, I really think it's going to be like the middle class bands that get hurt from it. You know, it, it's not yeah. like the rancids and the fucking bad religions and the no effects is, mm-hmm. um, it's not the, uh, you know, up and coming bands who, you know, do small local tours. I would say right. it's the ones who are just like sort of right in the middle and who tour mm-hmm. on a regular basis and don't have steady jobs when they get back. Like what the fuck right. are they doing right now? I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong, but I, I it's going to be well, an interesting scene. Adding to that complication is a lot of the people that, you know, in that little niche that you just put them in, um, do have jobs, you know, that are part time and a little bit flexible, um, like working in a bar and mm-hmm. a lot of bars aren't open in places. Right. So, you know, I'm sure they're hurting on both sides of right. that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to, um, buy merch and stuff when it comes out. Uh, I think I'm probably going to, uh, make a donation to one of our local venues here, seventh circle, uh-huh. um, music collective, uh-huh. um, because it's, it is like a, a nonprofit that they, I think they literally qualify as a nonprofit. Uh, it's a music venue that does a lot of punk and metal shows. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're really hurting because they, I mean, even on a, a normal year, they're not raking in dough, you know, it's barely yeah. enough to keep the lights on. So, um, I just started a new job. So hopefully once everything gets settled from that, uh, I can start, uh, contributing to the scene monetarily again, since I've been <laughs> one of the lucky ones that yeah. hasn't really lost my job. Yeah. Uh, although I did lose my job. I just found it out there once. So. Yeah. Very quickly um, too. You took no <clears throat> rest. You're like, uh, yeah, you lost yeah, my job, but I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. And a week later, you're like, I found a job. I'm like, cool. When do you start? You're like, well, two days after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I decided to to take two days off, make it a long four day weekend, oh, okay. give myself a little bit of a break. But yeah, um, I'm not one. I'm not really one for taking too much of a rest. No rest for the wicked man. Just keep working, plug you it had away. Two extra days of uh, waking up and cracking <laughs> open white claws. <laughs> Yeah, actually, those I didn't even really sleep in much those days. I didn't I didn't take full advantage of yeah. it. And I feel really bad about it now. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, hopefully I can get back um, pretty soon once I get kind of the uh, a new routine down of, of my pay and work routine and yeah. everything. I want to get back to doing that uh, because uh, these people really need it. So I really hope our listeners will uh, also do the same in hard times. You know, go to yep. Bandcamp. Uh, Bandcamp's doing a lot of free days, you know, where they're yeah, not charging. Yeah, what is it? It's the first Friday of every month Bandcamp is yeah, I think so. waiving all their fees and it goes directly to the artist. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and um, there's a there's a few things like that. It's not just um, them. You know, there's a lot of record labels that are doing something similar. You know, so follow a lot of these record labels on on Facebook and social media as well because they'll um, put up a lot of deals. I know uh, Wiretap, for example, reduced the price on their uh, annual Record Club. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, and they're just signing bands left and right. So you know, you're there's very good music coming out uh, very rapidly on a lot of these uh, record labels. So check them out, um, not just on Bandcamp, um, but uh, the record labels, uh, social media is also a really good resource yeah. for things like that and, and keeping abreast of specials and, and deals like that. So uh, check them out as well. And um, I'm done. That's all I got. Let's all play right. some fucking music. That's what we're here for, right? Yep. 
That's what everybody really wants. So we're going to kick off our first block of music, as we always do, with Boss Man Dave's solid gold block of the episode. This is the last one from the list that he sent. I told him he needed to send more, and he was like, yeah, I'll get right on that. And three weeks later, I haven't heard from him. So. Dave and I got a lot of so, common, don't we? Do, yes, yes. <laughs> I know I know how to deal with those types. Uh, uh, no, he's, uh, he's uh, probably on top of it. He does send them in in batches now, so I'm sure I'll get uh, an email or a message with another five or six of them. He's a busy man living his life. I get it. Uh, so if you're listening, Boss Man Dave, which you should be, I can't believe he wouldn't listen to this because I don't know. With as much shit as we talk, I haven't ever gotten a message from him. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he doesn't listen. Yo, we'll AP, see. Tone it back. <laughs> None of that. Uh, Clearly, so, if he was listening, we would have gotten Yeah, like we would have gotten a message. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't <laughs> listen to this shit. Smart uh, man. Um, but this is his pick for this episode. Uh, name of the band's a little funny. This is Boney Macaroni with the track Atlas Fugged. He said, I am on your side, Reed. I'm a dude and I am white. And I'm cashing in through effort. A man makes himself. And he said it with great pride. And I could feel it boil inside. Where I'm predisposed to not take that well. my body to Satan, but I'd rather be his sucker than some Tech Cruise motherfucker. Matthew 1924 says, eat him. So what can I do? I'm saying, fuck it. I'll brush it off. It's nothing. Whatever fucking works. I want it to be nothing. I, 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 fuck it. Whatever, man, it's nothing. It never fucking works. I want it to be nothing. I, I, To die in the streets To trigger the lips And it is true I want to slash him It's cool I want to bash him And you know what I fucking might That's not what I'll do I'm saying fuck it I'll brush it off It's nothing Whatever fucking works I want it to be nothing I, 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 I Fuck it Whatever man It's nothing It never fucking works I want it to be nothing I, 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 I
That was Atlas Fugged, maybe. Bob has other ideas. Well, um, <laughs> go ahead. What is it? What no, is no, it? no, it's Atlas Fugged. I was just, it's clearly the a name of the track. Atlas Shrugged. Was Atlas Fugged. That was a single from 2019, again with a single. Uh, name of the band was Boney Macaroni. They are from the Netherlands. Uh, and if you're interested, this is one of the few bands that has um, some culinary expertise and on their youtube page they have uh i don't think it's a regularly occurring series but it's macaroni with bony is the name <laughs> of the series and in one particular episode they show you how to cook four different vegan macaroni dishes oh so, well um yeah aren't the the flatliners have been doing that right have they a I've, cooking show i believe I the flatliners uh have a cooking show um where uh you know, they're just in the the kitchen, and uh, that's pretty fucking awesome. No, I did not know that, and I will have to check that out. Bob's doing furious typing right I, now, so I, I think am. he's going like, to fact check himself. <laughs> is it the Flatliners? Is it uh, you know who who is it? So I have. Well, I'm sure we'll get more details that uh, on that <laughs> as Bob searches. Yes. Uh, until then, we're going to proceed with some more music. Uh, next one was sent in by number one fan Spike. Uh, this one, he said, uh, he listens to every time, uh, he had to drive into the factory. I guess he works at a factory up in Canada. And he said in the mornings when he was driving in, he'd always listen to this, always put him in a good mood and the drop near the end. It's just perfection. I listened to it and he's 100 fucking percent right. So I decided we we're going to include it in this episode. Good pick spike. This one is kills birds with volcano.
from the 2019 self-titled LP that was Kills Birds with the track Volcano. A little bit of garage punk sprinkled in there. Good pick, Spike. Spike's always got uh, good picks. Yeah, he does. You know, I think I, I think uh, he's in one of the punk groups that I follow on Facebook. Oh, yeah? I think I saw him on there, yeah. Hey, so, uh, I'm trying to think just if lurking. I follow. I, I think I only follow, like, stupid ska groups where they all, like, talk shit and make fun of each other and ask what ska things are and piss each other off by talking yeah. about Streetlight Manifesto. Um, yeah, I follow a few of those as well. <laughs> hey, uh, but, um, um, by the way, it's called see, getting, get the facts? getting Baked with the Flatliners. And okay. they've got uh, a few episodes out. If you go on their Instagram, um, you'll be able to follow. But yes, they have their own cooking show uh, or baking show, rather, where they baking, get high yeah, and they right. cook food. Okay. Yeah. So That sounds incredible. And I, I will be watching that. I would imagine a lot of people, like, you know, are cooking more and doing more things in home since we're stuck and, you know, we're not yeah. going out so much. Like I started, uh, making my own pizza dough and we make pizza every single week, right? I'm not going to start a cooking show about it, but like people are making new things. And if you're at home and you're like, Oh yeah, me too. And I'm sick of turning on like random people on YouTube who have Minnesota accents or Wisconsin accents. And they're like, Oh, so you get out your eggs, don't you know? And then you want to crack them and mix them up with the flour. Uh, There goes, there goes a quarter of our listeners. (laughs) 25% of our listeners were punks from Wisconsin who are offended (laughs) at the kind accent I just gave them and said that people don't want to listen to it. Uh, time and time again. Um, so if you want to uh, get away from that, and I, I say that because the lady uh, who I pull the pizza dough up from, and I pull up her recipe every week when I make it, she's Wisconsin. And and uh, yeah, it's like, it's just hilarious. She's nice as pie and it buggers the shit out of me. I'm sick of listening to her for two months of trying to make pizza crust. But so uh, yeah, throw on the flatliners and, uh, you know, try something with learn, them. That's Learn how to bake. Yeah. Yeah, apparently baking in Denver is a little bit different due to the elevation. Mm-hmm. Water boils so at uh, lower temperature. Um, does it? I don't know. I yeah, don't know the higher elevation that you get, I think it boils at a lower temperature. Therefore, you have to cook things longer. So let's say like if water boils at 212 uh, at sea level and now it's at 200 where you're at. I don't know what the fuck it is. But if it's 200 where you're at and you throw fucking top ramen in there, that shit ain't going to get soft because the water ain't hot enough. And so it's going to take an extra minute or something. Uh, let me take a moment to say if you eat top ramen, I don't want to fucking know you. Maruchan only, motherfuckers. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Maruchan. Oh, what the fuck Maru-chan's is Maruchan? Maruchan's the only fucking ramen that you eat. Instant ramen. Wait, Maruchan. Oh, Maruchan's cup of noodle? I think they do cup of noodle as well. Uh, they also do the bricks. Okay. Yes. Maruchan, right. fuck top ramen. All right. Well, uh, fuck you because I got my vegetarian. Do they make vegetarian shit? Because if they do, I'll look for it. But top ramen I makes fucking vegetarian. Not that I'm vegetarian, but like, you know. I don't know. I don't really pay too much attention to vegetarian shit, so. No. Well, maybe. I do. If anybody knows, let us know. I don't need a dried dead cow in a package then dropped into my water. That's disgusting. So I just do veggie shit. Well. If you describe it like that, it doesn't sound too appealing. No, it's fucking disgusting. <clears throat> hey, you know what's not disgusting? What's that? Philly punk rock. You know, <laughs> that, was punk a good, rock. that was a good segue, right? Yes. 
No, it really wasn't. <laughs> uh, but our next track is exactly that. Uh, one of my favorite flavors of punk, some fucking Philadelphia punk. This one is Brandish with Flavor Flav is Channel Zero. say that white enough flavor flav <laughs> flavor flav is channel zero is the name of the track name of the band is brandish out of philly uh that is from their newest ep funfair warfare which is a follow-up to 2017's phenomenal ep selective morality uh absolutely love these guys love any kind of philly punk for the most part yeah, uh, what's it's been a long that? time since i've heard some some philly or south jersey punk that i didn't like uh it's a it's a fucking uh, institution up there, man. I mean, Good that's where rock. Danvers is from, right? Philly, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <clears throat> yeah, 
Okay. But uh, the moms are from the, the Philadelphia area. We were talking about them, and we'll talk about them a little bit later on in the show as well. Uh, but yeah, tons of great punk that comes out of, uh, of Philly. None More Black, probably one of my all-time, maybe top five bands yeah. is out of Philly. Kid Dynamite. Well, it's funny because uh, as I went through the playlist and listened to these songs, this was uh, definitely my favorite song on here. Um, yeah, this one and actually There's the the next good. song is really good too that you got coming up. So. Uh, okay, well since you're you want to speed things up and get to the next no, song, no, let's go it, ahead and I'm get just there. Just saying they were both my favorite. <laughs> no, abs- it, Let's do it. I'm I'm a firm proponent of keeping things moving, especially when it's coming from Bob's side. He's usually a chatter away guy. So if he's saying we need to move along, I'm going to agree. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, everything's bigger in Texas, right? Even their skate punk, I think that it carries over that that saying. Uh, this skate punk band, Winning Streak, has a new single out, and we're going to listen to it. This one's called Stop Screaming.
That one is from their brand new album, Whichever Path You Take, which is out uh, also via our friends over at Thousand Island Records. Uh, looks like they're doing a split distro. They're also going to be working with Disconnect Disconnect uh, Records for distribution as well. Um, really fucking clean, fast skate punk. Uh, and the vocals in it were uh, very professional. A lot better than most vocals in our genre. Yes. That guy has some chops, uh, <laughs> pipes, right? Is that, you got some pipes, dog? Is yeah, that what they're saying? Think, Is that uh, what the kids say? Chops and pipes are uh, both going to be the same thing. I don't know. All right. I'm not down yeah. with uh, the slang in general. So That's going to be a yes for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the first single off of the album. By the time you hear this, the uh, album, whichever path you take, will be out. Right. So for sure, head over to all of the platforms and listen to that. Stream it. Buy it. Uh, like I said earlier, help some of these bands out, some of these record labels. Buy physical. Buy some vinyl. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get um, more into vinyl. I'm, uh, I'm definitely, after you've talked about some of these things, I'm like, I, sh I should really just do the... Um, record club that uh, rob has over at wiretop i'd highly recommend it do you do uh, it not no? just because no not yet but i am going to be signing up for it in january yeah i well even if you do 2020 i believe he sends you the rest of the records that have come out this year already it um, might be yeah you get a you get a t-shirt with it and it's at like 175 bucks so like let's say any guarantees you at least 10 records but it's however many they come out with that year and throw on there but if you think about that that ends up being like what so um, let's just say the shirt is free. Uh, it's seventeen fifty a record if it's only ten, but it's at least ten. Like right. man, records are are not cheap. I feel like I even at a show I'm paying at least twenty dollars a record, yeah. um, at least if not twenty five sometimes. And granted, mm -hmm. you might get some things in there that like you don't know. But I think the fun thing about it is, is yeah. that um, like you now have stuff to listen to, and it sort of brings us back like to the days where, you know, we had CDs and compilations and you would have to listen and get stuck. Like, I feel like joining one of these record clubs will give that to me a little bit more where it like forces me to get into the music, listen to it because yeah. I paid money. Now I, I want to. So I don't know. I think I might do that. Uh, you've, you've put it out there so much that I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm ready for this. Ready for a record. You hear club. that? You hear that, Rob? So when Bob <laughs> signs up, I want to cut. <laughs> uh, no, there's a few. I think Bridge Nine Records is also doing something like that. Um, it, I, don't quote me on it, but maybe Thousand Island. It I, seems like I'm I on Thousand Island or... right now, and I was looking to see um, if they do something like that too. And I, I don't see it, but that doesn't mean I'm, uh, I'm seeing the whole picture here. I, I'm just looking yeah. through the merch, so I might. Well, be everybody, that. do your research. Every. Uh, record label websites a little different but i know i have seen quite a few of them uh doing that um especially this year so uh do a little research that's easy to find um and uh, is a good way to support the bands yeah. and the labels and, absolutely uh, especially since they can't really there's no other way for them to make money these days other than selling their music and merch um in a physical format or digital format so there i'll get off my pedestal now all right and of course, I mean, if you can't afford it, I, don't, I mean, then you can't afford it. I'm just saying, if you have the means, support the bands. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. Am I being too pushy? Is that uh, asking too no, much? No, I don't think you are at all. And, <laughs> and again, I mean, like, you know, you brought it up so much. People don't think about it if we don't talk about it. And you've talked about it so much that, like, every it goes through my head every time. And uh, it's yeah. gotten to the point now where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I should be doing this. I could do this. And... Uh, 
like I get awesome vinyls from it. I mean, I yep. own at least three wiretap vinyls already, and so why not own a bunch it, more and, and have something? And to if you can't, to. and if you can't afford the one seventy five, I know a few times a year Rob does like a um, random pull five albums for like thirty bucks, something like that. Oh which, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, again, you can't beat that price five yeah. albums for yep. thirty bucks. Uh, I did that this past year and got some really good shit. So um, do it. There's all uh, all sorts of different pricing options. If you can't do the record club, maybe you can do one or two of the, the record pulls uh, every month. Yeah. So lots of options. Look around. Help bands. It looks like there's uh, something we're gonna... called the Dumpster Dive Record Club, which is from Fat Mike. You heard of that? Okay. Have you heard of that like or it. no? I like that. I like the dumpster dive. Did you hear? Have you clothes. heard about it from Mike or no? I don't think so. Maybe it seems like yeah. Maybe I have now that you mention it, but I didn't yeah. do much research on it. Yeah, it sounds like he he picked a few like punk records that would come each month. So I don't know. Um, there's a whole website dedicated to it though. Uh, so I don't know. Anyways, check it out. There's a bunch of shit out there, like you said. Okay. And right. now we're going to show some support for another awesome band. Are you ready for some fucking hardcore? <laughs> I think I have you a like sudden song to plug in for you right there. No, you don't. Well, not me personally, but a guy I know. <laughs> I like it. Um, this next one is flown in from the UK. The band is called Incisions. The track is called New Day. Hardcore Trio is from Manchester, UK. Uh, the only other thing I know about Manchester is I guess there's a, a soccer team, a, foot, a football team there. I don't know. Uh, that's yeah. from their newest Split album, Bob's favorite, with Pizza Tramp. Name of the split is Do You Know Who You Look Like? Uh, name of the band was Incisions. Yeah. So fucking awesome. Um, I think right now, uh, if I had to choose hardcore from anywhere, it'd probably be UK hardcore. They're doing a really good job uh, as a country 
just <laughs> churning out that specific genre. I don't know. It's weird, you know? Sometimes some countries just no, start doing something I, so good, you kind of, like, they become known for that. As you as you said that, I mean, I thought of, like, Australia and their, like, skate punk scene that they got going right. on right now. Yeah. So. And yeah. that's when you think of punk in Australia, that's exactly what you think. Yeah. When I think of punk in UK, I think of hardcores because they're churning them out left and right. So yeah. uh, Incisions is another one of those bands. And uh, Pizza Tramp, which is the other side of that split, they're also pretty fucking awesome. I did a write-up on them a couple of years ago on Dying Scene uh, for, uh, a, I guess, like a segment I was doing over there. Yeah. Um, Really good. We should That's throw them on the next episode. It. We'll throw one Let's song do off it. the split from uh, Let's Pizza do Tramp. it. Yeah. I like it. Good stuff. <laughs> That's Bob's pick for next next episode. <laughs> now now he's got to land on time and early. Not uh, sending and, it to me at the last And minute. when we're, we're in the episode and you're like, God damn it, you didn't do anything. I'll be like, no way. The middle of last episode a month ago. <laughs> Remember? I chose to play another song off the split that you mentioned just because there's another band uh, on it. funny. <clears throat> yes, we'll, we'll play Pizza Tramp next episode. We'll probably plug that same split album again. So don't think you're having deja vu next episode <laughs> when I mention the uh, split do you know who you look like uh okay first block of music is done bob you know what it's time for the news Right, let's go ahead and get a little bit of sad news out of the way to kick off the news so that we can get into happier stories later. Um, sadly, news broke, uh, I guess, about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, that reggae icon Toots Hibbert, singer of Toots and the Midals, passed away. He was uh, 77. So um, recently he was placed in a medically induced coma due to complications from COVID-19. The family released a statement shortly after his death, um, you know, thanking everybody for their support. And uh, he is survived by his wife, uh, who is 39, and seven of his eight children. So uh, we're always um, sending our condolences out for... uh, bands that are in our scene here and close to our heart even though reggae is kind of like a a satellite of our scene it definitely um led to a lot of music so even though it's not directly part of our scene you gotta definitely you gotta put some uh, respect on reggae when you're talking about the punk scene absolutely i think the uh a lot of the attitudes in reggae are adopted somewhat or at least aligned with um punk rock and uh you know reggae came from ska and then came back around and influenced ska um, and punk after that. It's kind of like a, I don't know, weird relationship there, which I, I didn't know. So apparently ska came first and reggae came out of ska. But then I would argue that reggae <laughs> influenced what is ska or just <laughs> right. influenced music after that, right? Um, right. And so that yeah. is why we're able to, you know, <clears throat> we are closely connected, at least you and I, maybe not all punks. Um, but uh, I love me some ska punk. And, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I don't really get too far outside of, of the punk genre in general. Um, but when I do, I'll usually, you know, put on some reggae or something kind of really chill yes. because 
you know, when you're listening to punk pretty much 100% of the time, you need to wind down a little bit and listen to something that kind of cleanses the palate uh, just a little. So, yeah. And you don't uh, have reggae is one of my go tos. Yeah. You don't have what what else are you going to go to? Country? You're going to listen? Definitely not. No, I'm a I'm a big fan of um, Motown. Yeah. Which is like, uh, I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure because Motown's fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's probably um, my first go-to if I'm not listening to punk is, is right. Motown. Still learning something new about you after all these years. Uh, yeah, I'm a complex individual, Bob. With throw, <laughs> throw out a Motown band. What's... Uh... What do you? I, I'm Smokey Robinson, okay. the the Jackson Five, yeah. uh, the Supremes. Uh, I, I That's definitely good. Uh, good feeling, like warm-hearted music, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. Uh, accessible for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it was on. It might have been. It might have been Hulu. It might have been Netflix. There's a really good documentary on. Um, uh, Motown, I think it's called Hitsville is the name of it. So uh-huh. if you're a fan of Motown music, even if you're not, if you like music documentaries like me, uh, just in general, that's a really good one. So I would recommend checking that one out. Um, and if you're not familiar with Motown, which I guess uh, some people might not be, um, yeah, everybody's got to check it out. So, well, I guess well, yeah, you might not know Motown, and you might not know Motown like as a reference, but everybody knows the Jackson Five. Everybody knows Stevie Wonder. Sure. So you if, know about them. If you heard if a not, song, you'd the be record like, label. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you're interested, check it out. I loved it. Um, but. Back to punk, right? That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about the Motown on a punk uh, podcast. So uh, our next story is a little bit of a weird one. I'm going to have a conversation around this. So uh, Maximum Rock and Roll, which uh, I'm sure most people know is, is a popular scene magazine that's been in publication for decades since probably before I was born. Um, recently they've stopped publication of the physical print, but of course, like everything, they do still have an online presence. And, um, I guess it was about a month ago, uh, they released an announcement that they were going to no longer be publishing story, uh, written by white folks, white Hmm. folks like me. Right. Um, so the statement said over the years, and despite efforts to fight back against white supremacy, Uh, Maximum Rock and Roll has been guilty of reproducing those very same dynamics within our pages and our ranks. It's absolutely essential that this next iteration of Maximum be leveraged to amplify people of color punk voices. Uh, We commit to the following changes in order to ensure that any and all resources available to Maximum Rock and Roll contribute directly towards this goal. We commit to maintaining a focus on uplifting the art and political ideas of black artists, musicians, and activists. Maximum Rock and Roll has paused the the publishing of columns by white people, unless they are amplifying people of color. This pause in publishing will continue until we are confident a broader range of perspectives can be reflected in the magazine. Our collective members have pulled together money in order to offer donations to black contributors. While Maximum Rock and Roll has always operated on a voluntary basis, we recognize that asking black people for free labor reinforces accessibility barriers and white supremacy. So that's kind of their stance, and and I do um, respect it, obviously, because I'm all for um, people of color having an equal voice. 
but it's kind of a, I, I don't know. It's a little bit of a weird stance to take, uh, in my opinion. <clears throat> but um, I think it's, I think that they're actively trying to do something about it and actively yeah. trying to change the culture and, and amplify those right. voices and have them heard. It's not like, it's not like this is politics and like the government's forcing you to do something. This is a product that they're putting out and they have a, uh, a general audience and they would like to influence that audience in a way. And some people might leave and not take to it, but other people might be able to gain more perspective from that. I, that's my point of view on it is like, you know, um, and now I think that, uh, you know, if it were to then completely change, you know, they said it's like this temporary thing, but if it became this permanent right. thing where right. this is not what we're going to do and then it, the content of it changes, uh, to be about other things and not rock and roll, well, then they're going to lose people, right? Because now you've changed right. what it's about. If it's still just about rock and roll, well, then what does it matter who it's from or, or what exactly. color of the skin? Um, you know, now you're just getting a perspective of a different person who's grown up with a different background or a different position in society. And, uh, you know, all all positions should be considered when we're reading about rock and roll and ideas and bands and um, who's who and what they stand for and what they don't stand for and um, that kind of stuff. So, and, and uh, as you said in there that um, they will still publish as long as that it's, you know, um, standing up people of color in the United States or people who are at sure. a disadvantage socially. So I don't know. Yep. I, I don't think I have a problem with it. I, I, I don't, I also don't think it's weird. I think it's just someone f trying to find a way to take an active stance on something that like, how else could they take an active stance? You know, like they're very limited. They're a magazine. And so they can write columns about it or they can just empower their people uh, within the rock and roll community who are of color to have a voice. So, I mean, I think they're doing what they can the only way. Yeah. They really can and, do it. So. And, I'm, and, and I agree with it. At least it's something. They're trying to do something. Uh, and they did kind of mention in there that it's, you know, just a pause. Um, but I also, and, and I didn't mean like weird, like it's weird. I meant like it's an odd way of, of handling it by completely removing something that was an integral part of pretty much you know the the entire operations sure. over there at maximum rock and roll and replacing it like that that's an an odd solution i think to um the problem but i mean it is one of those that's like hey instant fix you know yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes um i'm not a fan of removing people that it's are passionate about something um but yeah. i mean if that's what you got to do to make sure that that the the problem is addressed, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's, it does, I think, also um, remove some people that are passionate and, and wanting to be part of, of a scene and contributing that now may not be able to contribute. That's you're, all. You're almost losing some of like the idea of rock and roll in it by by completely excluding somebody. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, but I mean, if that's how you want to handle it too, like you sure. said, it's not like it's not like a censorship issue. They're their own little company. They can do whatever they want. Right. Makes no difference to me um, personally. I think it's great. I'm going to continue to to support Maximum Rock and Roll, and I'm really excited to see some of these new stories and kind of the new format. Um, 
but it does kind of suck for, you know, people that may not be able to contribute in that capacity due to, you know, their location or, you know, there are some, some areas that, you know, um, people of color in the punk scene aren't very prevalent. And mm -hmm. if somebody in that uh, area wanted to contribute, it kind of cuts them off at the knees. You know, now right. they're not able to really contribute that much. Or, you know, it might be one of those things that they just have to figure out a different way to contribute. You know, like uh, I'm not saying that that's the only way that they can contribute is writing articles. Um, so it might be one of those things where they just need to shift their way of thinking and it's going to evolve into something a little bit different I, yeah. than they're used to. I definitely think that it's going to evolve over time. So, but, um, it's interesting. It's just cool. It's a cool story. I yeah. wanted to add it. it. It, you know, sparks a little bit of a conversation. You get to see a, a couple different viewpoints, at least here from a couple of white guys that, <laughs> that shouldn't be weighing in too much on this topic. But um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it's a good thing. I'm pretty stoked <clears throat> to see it, but I am a little sad that some people might have um, uh, the ability to contribute taken away from them. Uh, so well, look, moving uh, forward, it's cool to see. I, I know you said we shouldn't be speaking about it, but I think we can at least speak about it in the sense that we did here and say like, you know, I don't want to continue to always ask my black friends like, how do you feel about this? And how do you think about this? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, stop asking me, go out and, and read and figure it out on your own. And it's like, but how do I know if, you know, I'm not uh, exposing myself to you or you're not telling me. And it's like, go, go look, go read, go find it. And so this does give me another Avenue then to mm -hmm. go and, you know, educate myself on, um, another culture within the United States that is, you know, yeah. very close to me and, um, the community that I live in and my friends that I grew up with and stuff like that. And so right. this is a way where I now don't have to bug, you know, my one black punk rock friend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, you know, I played in a band with, uh, for a while and this and that he's in, uh, we were in deadly rhythm together for four years, five years. And, you know, I do, I do feel like I resort to him a lot and I'm sure he gets fucking annoyed of it. <laughs> well, and I was yeah. uh, another good, uh, side effect I guess of this or it's an actual intentional side effect is that you're going it it should then open up uh, an avenue to hear more stories not just from people of color but people of color in our genre yeah. which there aren't as many of I think exactly. everybody can agree on exactly. which is also part of the problem yep. you know the more people you get in it the more variety and diversity you have within the 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 fandom of that that genre sure. so um, the more yeah, I, I think it's going to be really cool yeah. Um, just to see, you know, not only am I not familiar with, you know, um, people of color, you know, their struggle in their everyday life, but that, that view shrinks even more when you're talking about people of color in a scene that I've been embedded in for 30 yeah. years. Do so. you read Maximum Rock and Roll like on a regular basis? I mean, not a regular, stuff. not a regular basis, but it, yeah, it's definitely one that I, that's flagged and I, I read it, you know, maybe a couple times a month. I'll okay. go to it and check out the, the website. So, and, um, yeah, I, the first no effects album that I ever got was the maximum rock and roll, <laughs> um, demo that I think it was a demo that they released, mm -hmm. um, on maximum rock and roll. So I had a lot of exposure to them early when they were like an actual magazine physical format. Um, but now they're just one of the many pages that I have flagged as a favorite. Gotcha. Yeah, I I would say that, like, I don't know if I frequented uh, that page really at all other than if it came up in a search that I was doing. Um, so I'd be curious for to hear from uh, people who are regularly reading it um, yeah. how it changes in, in content 
uh, if at all, other than um, more focused on, um, you know, people of color, not just black people, uh, because, right, yeah. you know, <clears throat> did they, it, it just says no longer white, right? So that means we still have, you know, people of other ethnicities publishing, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I don't see why not. It didn't say specifically black right. people. And I don't, and I don't, and I think that would also be a problem if you're, you know, just, just kind of drilling it down to right. one race. But right. yeah, people of color, uh, of any color, um, so need you, their voice heard. So yeah. So if you have additionally like uh, Asian writers or people from mm -hmm. Latin America writing or things mm -hmm. like that, um, yeah. I really don't think it's going to change. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't. I, I, yeah. I'd be interested to hear if it does or if it's just like just really the same. And when I say that the content doesn't change, sure, the focus might shift on the, the bands specifically, but the general yeah. theme of it, I'd be curious. It's still going to be about music and yeah. rock and roll, and it's I not going to so. be about, yeah. So. And it'll just be from a different perspective, yep. which is, I think, what they're, they're wanting to do. But um, removing a perspective, I don't think is always the right idea but hey if they said it was temporary and it's just one of those rip the band-aid off we're going to start fresh here and then maybe eventually work our way back up then cool as long as everybody has a voice that's yeah. really all it's about yeah um all right moving on cool story i'm glad to get your perspective from that uh but now let's go back to music a little bit more uh baltimore hardcore outfit war on women <laughs> War on Women have announced their third full-length album, Wonderful Hell. Uh, that's going to be out October 30th, which should be. I think this will be out by then. Mm -hmm. Bob's nodding his head. Uh, the politically charged band has also shared the LP's uh, ferocious title track out there in the ether. So make sure you check that out. Um, always a fan of War on Women. You know, there's not enough... Um, I'd probably get heat for it, but female-fronted hardcore bands. Um, <laughs> we get so much heat for that. I'm like, but they write it in their own press kits that they send out. <laughs> Not more on women specifically, but a lot of bands will reference themselves as, as female-fronted. And then you mention it in the article and you take heat for it. Uh, but oh, I, I, I love hardcore bands with um, a female vocalist. Can I say oh. that I enjoy when people... Put the if you put your preference out there of wanting. To, oh man, this might get me into some shit. Uh, but, <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say if you put your preference out there, it makes my life easier. Um, you know, and and so uh, I don't know. That that's it. If you put their preference out there, I have no problem. You know, right. referring to yes. you how how it wants to be referred to. But in response to this, I guess then it becomes. Uh, I understand the argument as like. Why should like any band be described by the fact that it's a minority? You know what I mean? Um, right. In other words, like a female-fronted band assumes that bands in general can't be female-fronted or are not female-fronted. Yep. But the reality is, is that they're normally not. That's why we're having the conversation in general. Like, right. Not you and me, but like, say, you know, I have a female friend and she has kind of talked to me about this, but I'm like, well, that's that's the whole point of this conversation is that it, it should change. And it's like, right. But when you describe it as that you further it. And so <clears throat> I don't know. I've, I, uh, have tried to refrain, uh, from saying that, but also if preferences are put out there ahead of time, it makes it a lot easier. Right. <laughs> right. 
So maybe well, I'll get shit for that. Maybe I won't. But I'm and I've also kind of said specifically for for us in this that we do. You know, we are describing bands and talking about bands and, and turning people on to new bands or bands they haven't heard of. So a lot of times it's part of the process of letting people know. You know, giving them uh, the information. Uh, yeah. And a lot of it is descriptive. You know, so I also tell you where they're from. You know, I, should I not do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there's something to be interesting uh, interesting to be said about that is like, I do like bands because of certain things, right? Um, and so those descriptors give me particular preferences. Like there are sure. bands I think of where I'm, I'm like, oh, like this person like writes books as well. So I want to hear what their music sounds like <laughs> right. um, because, you know, that is uh, something that's lacking. If there, If everybody did that, then I wouldn't give a shit. Um, right. So, I mean, there are things like that that suck us in, and uh, we do want things to be the new norm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess denying that that's a thing is also uh, a bit weird. So throw your preferences out there, and I'll just say whatever you want to say in relation to your band. There you go. I will do my best to respect whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> um but I'm really stoked for this because I fucking love War on Women. Um, and I really think that the album is going to, to be uh, pretty explosive. It seems like they probably um, have a lot to say in these politically charged times. So uh, I was already expecting something from them. So it was good to uh, have that reinforced. So I've got this one penciled in on my albums of the year list. Uh, of course, I can't make a decision until I've heard it, but I already have a feeling I'm going to like it. Yeah. So I've got it. I've got it penciled in. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. It's going to be out uh, right around Halloween. You can blast it for the kitties when you're coming, dropping some candy <laughs> down the candy chute. Are you guys? Oh, yeah. Candy chute. I was like, is Halloween happening out there? Or is it uh, canceled? I, I don't know. I don't do Halloween anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't like kids. Like brats. <laughs> Uh, Halloween in our old neighborhood consisted of us uh, getting drunk on our neighbor's lawn with all the other neighbors and having uh, a uh, potluck and uh, giving out candy to the kids and alcohol to the adults. Um, Yeah, I don't, I've never really lived in a a neighborhood that's conducive for trick-or-treating, so I don't really ever have to worry about it. If I lived in a nice little neighborhood with with a community, I might put some candy out or something, but yeah, there's... um, uh, a lot of uh, indigent people around here that would probably eat the candy within minutes of me it <laughs> um, So I uh, we'll see. Maybe once I get a house, I'd like to take a. I'd like to participate some point. The kids need candy. Did you just I mean, talk about getting a house? Is that a plan nah. on your list? Nah. No. <laughs> well, nah. Yeah. Nah. nah. Man, yeah. Uh, um, all right. Let's move on to some other really good heartwarming news. Asian Man Records and Bad Time Records, in conjunction with Ska Punk Daily, have worked all together to release a brand new Ska compilation that benefits anti-racist organizations. The following charities get 100% of the proceeds of record sales. The NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Black Girls Code, the Movement for Black Lives, the Alpha Institute, and the Conscious Kid. Scott Against Against Racism is a double LP and includes tracks from Tim Timebomb and Jesse Michaels, Interrupters, Hepcat, Less Than Jake, Suicide Machines, Omnigon, Kill Lincoln, lots and lots and lots more. Uh, LP is already out. 
You can check it out pretty much everywhere. Download it. All the money goes to charity. I don't know if you can write that off as a tax. I don't know how... I don't know how that works. I know there's something Good about luck. charity. Good luck. Um, so yeah, Scott against racism. I think that uh, these days it's probably well needed because uh, it's a lot of racial tension out there. I don't know if you turned on the TV lately. Yeah, it's weird uh, so. that it never, you know, it, I think a lot of people uh, need to realize that it didn't go away. It just went underground and now it's resurfacing, you know? Right. It's like yeah. I have people who are just like, you know, things are getting out of control, and it's like, well, people are showing their out of control side, but it was always there. So, how do we really eradicate it? Because just going back to what we were doing 10 years ago isn't eradicating it. It's just putting it in the closet right. for another fucking day. It's time for yep. that shit to end, man. Like, not put it yeah. in the closet for another 10 fucking years or 20 fucking years until. I don't know. Uh, um, I just <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna have kids, and I don't want them to be fucking 18 years old dealing yeah. with this shit. And they're not gonna be on the receiving end of it, somewhat. I mean, you know, Sarah is right. Asian, um, and there are definitely things uh, that that uh, you know happen against uh, Asian individuals. And so, yeah. um, but it's more like I don't want them growing up with fucking you know black friends like we live in Gardena I don't want them growing up with black friends who are being treated differently and they see that shit go on or hear people talking about it it's just it's fucking 2020 it's time for that shit yeah. to be over with so and there's no putting it in the closet it's not fucking you know change things in, in such a way that uh, you know like it just goes away and we, we change back to normal and everyone's just there like it's time to fucking deal with it and take it head on and, and I don't know I agree, and I don't think a, a. I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think a compilation album is going to do it. But no. you know, little things like that kind of do add up. Absolutely, they absolutely help, and they absolutely make things get better. Things are better, uh, you know, for sure, as far as I can see, than they were a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I don't want my kids to, you know, have to to grow up and see that happen to their friends, and I don't want kids in general. Their friends, people, human beings, to have to grow up and experience that, what people right. have already been experiencing. It's just fucking ridiculous. So. Yeah. I am with you. I am never planning on having children, but I, I don't want a world like that. I don't know the answer, general. but again, as you said it, getting some money for these movements has been helping as far as I can see. Yeah. So. You got to chip away at it, especially when you're fighting something that's systemic and has been ingrained in What a political of, uh, podcast. Huh? Did this just, uh, everything on here's uh, politics today, huh? I know. I know. It's gross. <laughs> it's terrible. I didn't want to, that wasn't the route I was going down, but it seems like we're tying in politics to just about every, every story, but single fucking story. But I mean, that's, uh, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not creating these stories. These are the stories, the most noteworthy stories in our scene the past couple months. You know, I can't no, change the I, narrative that's out there. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. Absolutely. So. No, I mean, things are getting to a point where it is, all political so anyway and i mean if you're listening to punk anyway and you're not political then fuck you can i say that <laughs> you Ooh, can uh, i did it, but you need to uh definitely develop and enhance my my friend and i had an interesting conversation the other day about the depth of some politics in uh in um punk rock and that uh at sometimes there's not a lot of room for nuance, right? When I was younger, and I might break some hearts here or offend some people, but when I was younger, um, we were talking about how, like, 
Anti-Flag was a really great band to get into. And, uh, but at some point, um, idealistically, they stopped evolving or saying new things and just kind of became the same thing over and over. And it's mm-hmm. great for, to get people into punk rock and those ideas because when you're 16 and you're just like, yeah, you know, these are the things that I'm starting to feel and things I'm starting to, to think about. Um, it's a great mm-hmm. avenue because it's very straightforward and uh, very agreeable yeah. if you disagree mm-hmm. with the way society is being ran. But it never goes beyond that. And then you have like a Jello Biafra who is also very two-dimensional, but he actually has original ideas to what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, that's really interesting. But then if you dig through, um, there are a lot of artists that are not recognized for their politics because they're not taking it head on or they're not straight with it or that they change their points of views or talk about society uh, in general with those things. And so, look, all I'm saying is if you're in punk rock, um, you can't be in it just for the basic, like, fuck you and fuck authority. Like, you know, right. if you're young and you're listening to this and you're at that point, that's great and that's fine. And But as you develop, you know, you got to learn to develop it uh, as more than just that and look at where the fuck you come from and why we're saying those things and, you know, how people's human rights and liberties are, are being, you know, uh, taken away based off of, you know, the color of their skin or that the things that they say, I mean, today, the things that you say um, can, you know, remove somebody's rights or, or liberties. Um, and so, I don't know, it's just... It's a crazy time that we live in, and if you're not listening to punk rock, then, uh, I mean, if you're <laughs> listening to punk rock and you're not political, I don't know how the fuck you got here. <laughs> yeah. And that's a that's a, a good point that you brought up about anti-flag. I, I agree. They did kind of, you know, stop evolving a little bit and uh-huh. stop, you know, and not even like evolving personally, just like evolving in their sure. message that yeah, they're yeah, sending yeah. out. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, yeah, anti-flag's good for the, you know, one a few chant songs that they mm-hmm. have and you know get the crowd going but um if i'm ever talking to um younger generations about being anti-authoritarian and and being anarch anarchist um i always point to propaganda because they had they're a band that's evolved tremendously mm-hmm. over the past 20 years and they don't really shove it down your throat like anti-flag does Mm -hmm. they give you like their songs are about history they give you a context um of modern problems based around history like Mm -hmm. a lot of their songs are are historically based and they'll tell you stories of you know uh, oppression all over the world throughout history you're gonna learn something and you can't guess what they're gonna say next you know you could read the title of an anti-flag song and go I I know where this yeah, is going. Yeah. <laughs> you got to die for your government. Let yeah. me see what that's about. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I think it's a little bit, I mean, it's a different approach. Not that one is more right than the other, but um, I prefer a little bit um, more of a highbrow historical approach. Mm-hmm. Approach. Not that anti-flag is lowbrow, but um, I prefer to be educated a little bit more. And I like historical context. Yeah. And I like things that I can point back to. Yeah. in history that reinforce my decisions yeah. um, and my beliefs. Um, and propaganda gives you a lot of ammunition. They give yeah. you they give you the ammunition to fight the fight and they don't tell you how to fight it. You've inspired and me that's to kind listen of like to more propaganda. Also, can I, I would just... recommend that for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> my mom needs to listen to more propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandmother. Anybody um, that's breathing, 
Yeah. Uh, can I just say I also haven't listened to anything recent from Anti-Flag probably within the last five years. So, Well, uh, and, and to your point, you don't really have to. But, well, so I, I just want to say I'm talking shit, but also I'm talking shit based off of the history of Anti-Flag and what I knew. Um, so uh, I someone might be fine. like, that's not true. They came out with a song this year and you might be right. But based off of where they were, my assumption is this. So I could be totally fucking wrong right now. I think you're fine. (laughs) I think you're fine. Now, I've listened to them more recently. And uh, again, it's fine music. I love it. I'll put it on and jam out to it. But it's, um, yeah, it's a little elementary, which nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Sometimes just getting fucking hammered over the head with, you know, throwing subtlety out the door and just hammering I mean, you look, with it's the way that, to go without that i might not be here anti-flag was right. definitely one of my favorite bands that got me into yeah. music i mean all the the bass sign uh bass uh lines that i was learning were either from you know um matt freeman of uh op ivy and rancid <laughs> or andy flags early stuff or the you know bassist they replaced him with i forget who the, that dude's name um you know uh AFI Hunter, is that his name? I don't know. Anyways, the point being is that like Anti-Flag really helped me get here and I really resonated with those ideas. And so while being elementary, it's a necessary stepping stone for a lot of people wouldn't have got here without it. So listen to Anti-Flag, but also listen to more propaganda. Now I'll listen to both of those today. Now I'm like, I'm going to turn on uh, some anti-flag after this while I'm driving. When you're playing the song behind this, pick one of their newer songs. (laughs) Pick one of anti-flag's newer songs. Okay. Right. Yes. Um, Okay. So let's see you turn this next story into a political agenda, Bobbert. (laughs) I can do it. Fucked up. Fucked Up has released a live set recorded at CBGB's back in 2006. Mm, and I, I, I wanted... Um, yeah, let me... CBGB's I, has now been gentrified. <laughs> releasing live footage for people who are quarantined at home is definitely a trigger. Uh, it actually... Well, part of the reason I included this is because I thought it was a great way to kind of uh, re-immerse yourself in a live show. It's been, uh, I've, it's been forever since... I, the last live album that, that was released of note uh, that I can think of was the Face to Face Live in a Dive a couple years back. So um, I thought uh, about this and I was like, why aren't more bands releasing live sets this year while nobody can get out of the house? And, hmm. and, and I thought that this was a really good one, obviously, because it was uh, CBGB's, which is now closed and it's like a fucking hair salon or something crazy yeah. now um, so it does give you a little bit of uh, uh, I guess a little bit of a nostalgia or historical feeling to it because it's in a famous venue um, but then uh, twofold on that it also gives you a little bit of nostalgia for going to live shows which yeah. none of us have been able to, to really do much this year so um, and, and on top of that it's fucked up which is uh, an incredible band I've never got to see a live set so it also gave me a little bit of insight into what one of their live shows would be like mm-hmm. so um, one of my favorite stories from this past little news cycle here has been the release of this album um, and I normally don't even really like live albums that much. That's what I was just going to ask you. Do you find that you'll listen to live albums quite a bit? Or is it sort of a one and done, I listened to it type of thing, and now I got the picture? Because like, as you're saying this, I'm thinking like, oh, well, I have a, a few live DVDs of yeah. bands playing shows. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch them once, 
And then I'm like, all right, I don't ever need to watch that again, really. <laughs> you know, I might watch sure. it again in 30 years and be like, oh, yeah, that band was cool. But, like, I mean, I much prefer if I'm going to see live footage or hear live footage, um, it be like some sort of documentary uh, type thing or, like, get the, the behind the scenes. Or, like, if I listen mm-hmm. to a live thing, I tend to really enjoy the between the song type of stuff. Like, right. what's happening, yeah. who's tuning, who funny things that people yell out in the crowd funny yeah. shit that's yeah. said and, like, and that's what I got most from this um, this live album yeah. from Fucked Up is you know especially with having not seen them live you know you, ne- you never really know how a band is gonna perform live yeah. if you're only uh, used to hearing recorded versions um, but on this you got you get to hear some interaction with the, the crowd and I want to meet somebody screaming. who like prefers live albums who like you get in the car with them and they're like have you heard this live album <laughs> this is a new and live like, album yeah like their most played Spotify <laughs> is like all live albums and none of the actual stuff I'd like yeah. to meet that person and uh, I'm sure they're out there I've never really been be. much of like, a fan but if, uh, up until this year I've started to get more into them but if those people uh, aren't out there then who the fuck are buying these live CDs right yeah, and I know got a point. we don't do CDs anymore but who the fuck's streaming them right you know all the live and a dives that were released from fat records they sold them for or they, they made them for a reason because someone was buying yeah. that shit were they buying it just to well, have it, maybe? I mean, I will I will say I listened to uh, No Effects, I Heard They Suck Live mm-hmm. quite a bit. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite live album. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? But I, I don't know, because No Effects is always a pretty fun set. But all those, all those songs you can listen to on other albums, so what is it about listening to that? Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, No Effects is different because half of the fun of their show is the interaction with the, okay. the, yeah. the crowd. Fair and enough. Not every band is like that. Like a bad religion live album doesn't do anything for me because sure. they don't really interact with the crowd very much. No effects, I would say literally forty like, percent of the, the draw is the interaction. Yeah. Brand, bad religion, so. I imagine like uh give us about ten more seconds, Brian's tuning his guitar. <laughs> yeah. That might right. be about this it. next one's called Generator. <clears throat> uh okay, we did a good job of keeping that one uh non political. So I'm a little disappointed in your <laughs> skills to not make that political. But, uh, and this next one, I think you're going to have a hard time too. Let's see. All right, good. Uh, I'm done with politics. Nightbirds. Nightbirds are now streaming their new rarities collection, Fresh Kills Volume 2, which is follow up to. Fresh Kills Volume 1, which was released, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago. You didn't ask me what my, I guess the name would be. It's because I know you're never going to get it. You've (laughs) you've failed every single time I've asked. I just don't want to make you look any more foolish than you already look. So so they've released uh, Fresh Kills Volume 2. It's uh, an album consisting of rarities and, uh, I guess, re-recorded some some songs um but i don't I, I don't think we've played nightbirds before and they're kind of in our in our wheelhouse even though they were signed to to no effects they're not like a, a huge band they don't have millions of followers or anything hmm. uh but i was really stoked when um i heard they were at least I, I don't know if it's new music it's new to me so that was always um the main draw for me is just hearing new music yeah and uh this album did it I'd highly recommend checking it out, especially if, especially if you like the Fresh Kills Volume 1. 
Uh, I'm surprised to hear you say we haven't played them before because I felt like we have. We used to have this nice little sheet that we could plug shit into and see who we've played and who we haven't. Yeah, I got lazy on that. Well, Um, that was me too. I think uh, I used to really help take care of that as well. And about a year ago, I'm like, snap, done. Yeah, I just go to the inbox now. Um, But uh, yeah, so this is also uh, an album. I don't know if they're they're still doing it. I know initial proceeds were going to be donated uh, to the Immune Deficiency Foundation. and I don't know if that was just like for the first week or so of, of the release. Mm-hmm. So that might be expired now, but the album is still really cool. You could uh, stream it on all of the streaming platforms. All right. I can't, I can't even name them all at this point. <laughs> uh, Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube. You say, let's be honest, it's just Spotify, Apple Music. I don't know. I'm starting to like Bandcamp a little bit more. They're, they seem to be doing a little bit more for artists, so... Uh, but yeah, if you're a fan of Nightbirds, you're probably really super stoked on this and already have the album. If you're not a fan of Nightbirds, I would uh, highly recommend checking them out. And this is a good place to start. All right. So new music. All right. Everybody loves new music. Even Bob. <laughs> Especially Bob. Uh, speaking of new music, recently, uh, Black Dahlia of the Dwarves. The Dwarves released uh, a, a tweet. Do you release a tweet? I don't know. You tweet a tweet? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, whatever. He, he tweeted, tweeted a tweet. Uh, that he was working on two separate solo releases. Uh, so he's been releasing, uh, trickling out some information with regards to that. Um, and uh, looks like they're going to be pretty much solo with uh, maybe some assistance from some better known uh punk scene insiders Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the videos he posted um, was uh, Jen of the Bomb Pops Uh, and I think there was another one I didn't see it uh, listed on uh, my notes here but I'm pretty sure I saw another one where he had somebody else in uh, doing some guest or backing vocals so if you're a fan of the Dwarves uh, I'm sure you're going to love this not one of my favorite bands but you got to give them a lot of credit for being around as long as they have been i remember the dwarves being around when i first started getting into punk uh back in the mid 80s oh i didn't even Um, know that long jeez i don't google it and see i might be wrong but they um they are one of the bands that's been around you know in some capacity for quite a long time and has been kind of a part of the scene an integral part of the scene yeah um so what year you got there, Bob? Just Let's as see. mid mid nineteen eighties, exactly what you said. All right, so there we go. Um, so I always get a little bit excited, even though it's not my favorite kind of uh, punk rock. Uh, I always get excited when I see them releasing new music in any capacity, just because it means you know what? Still, they're still around, kicking ass. So. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to it. And you never know, you know, a lot of times with these solo um, side projects, it, it it's a different sound. So I might really like the solo projects, even though I don't like the dwarves as much. Yeah, I always assume a solo project's going to be acoustic. Um, so I wonder if that's actually the case or it's not the case or what. We'll see. We will see. I don't think there's any release dates on it now, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, but keep an eye out on social media. I'm sure uh, the websites will have some more information as it develops. Yeah. Moving on 
this next story I actually just stumbled across today and added it at the last minute. Uh, there is a brand new 63-track compilation uh, which is out for charity it's called play for purpose uh, this particular album is um, for uh, the benefit of a local autism chapter there in new jersey uh, all of the artists on the album are from new jersey uh, including a few of our favorites like the moms The Moms, Night Surf, Witch Witch, The Van Sanders, and Oh The Humanity, just to name a few. Um, the entire compilation isn't punk, uh, but there are quite a few punk bands on there. And it goes to a good cause. It's $10 for 63 tracks. You can't beat that. Um, so I'd highly recommend checking that out if you have the means. If nothing yeah. else, you can stream some of the music. Uh, the two new songs, well, new songs uh, from The Moms, which is originally what drew me in because The Moms are one of my favorite um, newer bands, and they're now defunct. Um, but the two songs that they have featured on the album are um, acoustic versions of ones that you're familiar with uh, from their album. So yeah. it's uh, Blow Me and what was the other one? Uh, Blow Me was probably one of the best, but Business is Booming is the other track on there, and that one's one of my personal favorites. Yeah. So um, check out the comp, drop a couple uh, dollars on them for a good cause, and get 63 there's, fucking awesome tracks. There's something so funny about just like the the whole buildup of this commentary. It's like, okay, so we got this uh, uh, album that's out for charity, and it goes to a good cause for children with autism. And you know, they did an acoustic song. It's called "Blow Me." <laughs> <laughs> it's a charity song. Uh, you know, for and the with other autism. song, it's called "Come in My Butthole." <laughs> the song um, "Business Is Booming" is about like radical leftist <laughs> terrorists and uh, shit. So, uh, Fucking yeah! Awesome context. Really, really good job, guys. For charity, you're gonna. I mean, look, a song about drug dealing and terrorism. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, look, it could be drug money going to charity for all I care. Charity is charity. It was just funny, is all. I'm like, I don't know. I'm expecting like some Sarah McLaughlin like type of music and a title of a song, and <laughs> you know, because the that uh, commercial. But um, and then the, uh, and then you drop the name of the song. It was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, it really says something for me. I didn't think of any, anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bat an eye until I no, pointed it out. Just how my brain works. That's funny. Uh, okay, time for the next block of music. Let's kick things off with some local boys here in Colorado. This quartet is from Bloomfield, Colorado, which is right up the street from us here in Denver. This track is from their newest LP, All Sunshine. The name of the song is Normal. Name of the sand, the name of the band is The Swifts.
That was The Swifts with the track Normal. Uh, really awesome, classic, early 2000s punk sound to those guys. And on top of that, they're really awesome people. Uh, one of the few shows that I've shot this year was uh, a show that The Swifts played in. Yeah, I thought uh, we talked about them. Yep, we did. And we also had them, I think, on our... Uh, playlist for last episode and it ended up getting moved out to this oh. one so <laughs> that happens that pretty often so okay that's also we, uh, what i remember sometimes we get a little overzealous with our playlists and have to trim back and move things to sometimes uh, i add episodes. shit last minute and just boot things because never I'm like, i didn't never. have a contribution and i want one <laughs> It's totally fine. I'd rather have you contribute uh, and have to do a little bit more work than have you not. So, um, But yeah, these guys are really cool. Uh, hung out with them a little bit before the show. Really nice guys. Uh, very grateful to have uh, me there taking pictures. And I was very grateful f- to them for playing some fucking music and getting, getting me out of the house for a good reason. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thumbs up. Uh, let's keep things moving along from our nation's capital. Uh, this is, uh, going to make Bob really happy. I included some feel good ska name of the song is ignorance is bliss. This is kill Lincoln. From the brand new 11 track LP, Can't Complain, that was Kill Lincoln with Ignorance is Bliss. Uh, can't go wrong with Scott, man. I don't think there's anything that gets me as, I don't know, happy as, as a good boppy ska song. Yeah, no, and this album came out earlier this year, correct? I believe so, yeah. Uh, the album that uh, Ignorance is Bliss is off of. Um, I believe I uh, listened to this album a few times um, about two or three months ago. And uh, in general, it's it's really cool from um, my recollection of the whole album. I think my one complaint of it was like, it, it felt a little overly poppy for a Scott album, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting because Scott does, like, I'm, you think of like Real Big Fish or something like that. And I mean, it's totally yeah. got like a pop element to it so i don't know what it was because kill lincoln it I was mean, is talented and they're they're up there with it musically it's great it might have been the singing or something like that um 
It was a little poppy. And, yeah. and the reason I chose this particular track is because it was one of the ones that was a little grittier. It yeah. was a little rougher around yeah. the edges and less pop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The the entire album does have a little bit of a more pop feel to yeah. it. Not that it's um, bad, because I think, like I said, that those um, pop poppy kind of ska songs are probably the ones that get me dancing the most (laughs) um even though you know they are a little um overproduced and sometimes a little corny i mean still put on some goldfinger man i'm gonna fucking dance (laughs) yeah yeah uh but yeah that was released um i guess this past summer so about two or three months ago like you said uh, that was released bad time records um overall really good album even if bob thought it was a little too poppy there were just times. That's all, and it was—it's a thought on it. it was, I listened to the album sure. a few times, so it wasn't just like a uh, turn this off. It was just oh, a, yeah. like a note on the album. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, and I agree wholeheartedly. Um, but overall, pretty good album. Definitely give it a listen. Let us know your opinions, especially if uh, you're a fan of Poppy Ska. Um, okay. Next, we're gonna shoot across the mighty Pacific to Osaka City, Japan. This band is called The Disaster Points. A little bit of street sound, uh, definitely street sound to them, a little bit of a Celtic sound, oddly enough, and they do it perfectly. Let's listen to Sunrise. From their second full-length album, Farewell Blues, the name of the track was Sunrise. That was Disaster Points from Osaka City, Japan. Uh, I thought it was pretty amazing that they're doing uh, street punk uh, probably better than most uh, Boston street punk bands that are (laughs) coming out these days. Yeah, Uh, Fucking fantastic. It's almost got a little bit of like a Celtic sound to it. I know. I think that's what's more surprising (laughs) about it uh, than anything is that. 
um, <laughs> coming from Japan. So, yeah, if you didn't know they were from Japan, I, I wish we could like go back to the intro here and not say where they were from and just ask people to guess. Yeah, um, because I'm sure most people would not have guessed Japan. Yeah, um, with the sound that they have and and their grasp of the English language is really good. So. Um, yeah, that was one of my my hidden gems for this episode. I really got excited when I listened to them, and I ended up listening to the whole album quite a few times. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, really good all around. They've got um, a, like a kind of a blue collar rock and roll sound to them, like yeah. a Reno divorce almost, yeah, um, with a little bit more street and, and Celtic punk mixed in. So um, a lot going on there, a lot of different sounds for a lot of different uh, fans, and I would highly recommend checking out the. Uh, the LP Farewell Blues and yeah. their first one as well. I, I listened to a few songs throughout their catalog and it was all really high quality. The, the disaster points. Who knew? Not me. Celtic street punk, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> From Japan. Um, let's keep things right there in the land of the rising sun. Uh, this next one is called Snakebite. It's from the band Razor's Edge. More hardcore. Razor's Edge, awesome hardcore out of Japan. The name of the track was Snakebite, and that's from their new compilation, Trash Em All 2020. Uh, so that is a, um, I guess, like a whole overhaul of, of a, most of their catalog. They re-recorded um, different versions of about 20 songs. Um, most of those had uh, additional guitar in and some remastering. Um, and then they also remastered versions of 24 different songs from their 20 or so year career. So if you're unfamiliar with the band, Thrash Em All 2020 is a great place to start because it gives you a, a lot of different songs throughout the 20 years that they've yeah. been playing music. Um, and it's just fucking brutal unrelenting hardcore just smashes you over the fucking head so uh if that's your shit which it should be i can't see how it's <laughs> not <laughs> then i'd highly recommend some razor's edge um japan's another one of the, those countries we were talking about the uk earlier that has a really good hardcore scene 
Um, this is the second episode, I think, that we've had Japanese hardcore <laughs> featured. So that might be another hot spot to keep an eye on if you're into hardcore, um, because it seems like there's a lot of good bands coming out of out of Japan these days. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Japan's got every sound you could think of. Like, yeah, you know, Japan is, uh, I feel like, known for not not creatively coming up with new things but just taking things that already exist and doing them better than anybody else mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so i think that's a very good description so doing uh, doing things better than everybody else yeah. so they take hardcore <laughs> they didn't invent it but they just do it better than everybody i i think yep. i told you about a year ago i went and saw some math core band from japan and yeah uh, <laughs> it was they were ridiculously talented and i was just like huh, why do i even attempt to play music this is not uh, yeah. Uh, have you ever been to a P. Lander Z show? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. If you've never had the uh, benefit or the uh, opportunity of going to a P. Lander Z show, I would highly recommend carving out some time to do so. Why? Because what, they're, uh, what, is, uh, what is it? It's a Japanese like bubblegum pop punk uh-huh. but it's like the show itself is just outrageous they're dressed up in wild costumes they like break out like i think pretty much most of the shows they break out like a 20 foot mic stand and he just like sings while he's getting tossed around the crowd and <laughs> it's just it's wild the whole show is wild there's so much crazy shit it's like a it's, I, so much Japanese going on. It's, it's Japanese, bands, right? Based out of Texas, it says. So that's interesting. And they, um, there's uh, a documentary out on Hulu or or uh, Amazon Prime or something that's just about them. So. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to check that out because I'm looking at the pictures right now and like they look like a video game or a anime or it's something. a it's like, a very interactive show like they they give out tambourines to the crowd and yeah. cowbells and shit and it's just a, it's a fun time yeah um they look fucking around. bizarre though so it looks like it's yeah. fun. i yeah, remember it's uh, just crazy there was a band i forget who it was i went um and uh it was bamboozle left uh and this must have been in 2004 and this band played and they dressed up in tinfoil suits. They literally just wrapped themselves in tinfoil and gave themselves <laughs> tinfoil hats and then just threw out tons of tinfoil and encouraged everybody to throw it back at them. And like they would just jump in the way. And the whole show was them being a <laughs> stupid punk rock band playing really dumb music and, uh, and, and, and in a fun way, like not that, sure. you know. And then... Um, and then, uh, yeah, just being dressed in tinfoil. I don't know. It was the bizarrest thing ever. But it, those changes are just fun. And, like, I will never forget that. Ever. Right. I don't know yeah. the band. I, in fact, I'm like, I should uh, go back and see if there's a flyer for that show somewhere so I can try and figure out who the band was <laughs> and see whatever happened to them. But I won't forget it for the rest of my life. And it looks like just by looking at these guys, seeing a P. Lander Z show is not something you would ever forget. So I'm looking forward yeah, to that no. now. It's not, I would highly recommend it. And it's one of those bands that you could take anybody to, you know, you could yeah. take your mom to it, like literally, and she would have a blast. Um, I liken it to kind of like the Aqua Batch kind of shows that's, where that's exactly it's just a good time, good, wholesome fun for everybody. Yeah. Um, and it never gets too out of control. I mean, I did have a pit start at the last show I went to, but it wasn't like a brutal pit, you know, it's kind of one of them fluffy ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
let's round out this block of music. We're going to send it back to the UK, this time in London. This band is called Snap Out. The name of the song is Kindergarten Cop. That was from their newest album, Hasta La Vista. The name of the song was Kindergarten Cop. That band was Snap Out from London. Uh, all 12 tracks on Hasta La Vista are named after Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies. Uh, it's really funny. I, I don't know how they ended up uh, tying them all in. I don't know if they did tie all of them in. I don't think that they were um, themed. Yeah. But uh, each of the tracks is definitely named after an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Um, and that's, I don't, I, I wouldn't call it a concept album. Maybe if they had tied each one of the songs into a, to the movie somehow, I would call it concept. But either way, I like albums that have uh, little quirks to them like that. Yeah, and uh, I liked this song specifically because he's just talking shit about kids. I said earlier, I didn't like kids. That's why I'm not doing Halloween. <laughs> this would be the theme song for uh, any time they bring up children and me. That's Kindergarten funny. cop, just talking shit about kids. I love it. That's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm funny, slightly whole, mean. <laughs> but I'm going to listen to the whole album. It's slightly mean, but also slightly enjoyable. <laughs> I, anybody yeah. who has kids is like that's not mean fuck kids <laughs> <laughs> it was I, I just like well I forget the line but it was something like 
fuck these or fuck these kids. I just want to fuck their moms or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Uh, so yes, uh, snap out. A little bit of pop punk, uh, although um, the sentiment behind a lot of their songs isn't very poppy. It's a little sarcastic and abrasive, which uh, is why I picked them for this episode. Yeah. I love that kind of pop punk that's really if you listen to it not really pop punk <laughs> they're pop punk and sound only not in um okay so that's it i don't have anything else we what are we it. gonna do next bob we're gonna try and get somebody on to to i know uh, break I, up the monotony i failed uh i mean i i did work on it but i'm slow at communicating um yeah it's all right yeah so and you know what i need to do is i need to throw more feelers out there not just focus on one band um you know, so there is some communication going on and both of us were just slow to get around and, um, it happens. You know. Times are tough out there, man. I know. I don't ever fault anybody for not being able to do something like this. Uh, we understand it's everybody's free time and their free time right now is usually going to be spent uh, sure, with, but like, with your loved ones. <laughs> it doesn't take me, but 10 minutes to fucking, you know, shoot a band, uh, uh, an sure. inbox uh, message on Instagram and eh, just don't see beat what yourself up, buddy. So, I will get if, there. If you were somebody else, would you want to spend two hours with us? Why not? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, me, maybe. You, definitely not. Regan seemed to have a great time with us. He sent me a message after and said he had a great time with me. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, if you ever want me to take over uh, the podcast, let me know. We can elbow that Bob bastard out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, we'll work on getting a couple uh, people or bands or somebody on to at least join in the fun with sure. us. Hopefully give a different perspective. I like when we get um, it's so much people on that can having, add something yeah, else. Yeah. Than just our you know, Just a different voice. Yeah. Yep. We'll see what we can do for you guys. Until then, you just have to deal with us, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's put a bow on it, Bob. Uh, your sole contribution to this episode was the closing song, so I'm going to let you take this one away. All right. So... Uh, the closing song from this episode comes from a band from my hometown that I never actually really got into. Uh, and so it was interesting because when I was a, a kid and in high school, like everybody sort of knew of this band. Um, one of my good friends, his brother, his older brother was like best friends with the singer and uh, one of the gals who went to our high school. Um, she knew one of the guitar players. I think we played a show, one of my early bands, we played a show with the guitar player's other band called Fate and Lane. Um, and so they're just a band that's sort of been in the background of my life, but I've never really gotten into them. <laughs> and so they, they hadn't released an album since 2003. They broke up a little bit after that. Um, they were around in the mid-90s. Uh, and so uh, anyways, I guess I've been kind of leading up to the name of the band. The band is Slick Shoes. So if you're familiar with uh, Slick Shoes, they are a pop punk band from Antelope Valley, California. Uh, I would say the best way to describe them is a mix between MXPX and Strung Out. So uh, it's, hmm. it's two sort of like different styles of punk, but they're like a very poppy, but also a little bit medley fast punk rock band. It's like 
imagine if Mike uh, went to go sing for Strung Out. <laughs> like, you're like, wait, what? He's singing like Swing Set Girl over like Bring Out Your Dead and like that hardcore guitar. And like, you know, lyrically, it might be a little bit different than what Mike was singing about in the early days. Mike, uh, is it Herrera or Herrera? I, I forget. From, Herrera. Herrera from, um, yeah. from MXPX. But uh, so, so think of those two bands. And so I never really got into them. And I didn't get into them because I didn't like them. I probably just never gave them a chance because they were a local band and they were so big and everyone always talked about them and they loved them or hated them. I was just like, meh, whatever. And, yeah. and so they came out with an album uh, just last week on uh, the 25th. And a song had randomly come up on new new punk tracks on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And I looked yeah. down at my phone and, I, and it was Slick Shoes. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> they're still a band? And I looked at them like, oh, they weren't a band. They just released a song. And I'm like, well, it's interesting that I, I dug this band that I've never really gotten into. So I went back and listened to some of their older stuff and I'm like, it's pretty good. And then their new album came out and I put it on this week and I've listened to it like four times. I'm like, man, what a good fucking <laughs> album they put out after 18 years or 17 years of not doing anything. Um, so, uh, I've, I listened to two songs before it was released that the, they had put out as singles and they were great songs. I was going to play one of those and and the album opens with a totally different song. And I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to go with one of the ones I, I know. But the opening album or uh, opening song on it's a banger, too. Like, I don't know. I'm just blown away by it. It's a band I never really got into. But, like, I have this sort of relation or history, not with, but it's just in the background of my life. And I'm fucking blown away by their new album. So here it is. The song is Whispers from Slick Shoes off of their album Rotation and Frequency. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Adios.
Here's the song. It's Rob. I'm just going to fuck it up. <laughs> 